listening to Sports Radio Detroit. Welcome to Grave Discussions. I am one half of your hosts with the ghosts, Barnabas. And I am the other half, Samael. We decided to not pick a particular movie for this episode. And this episode is entitled Too Much of a Good Thing. The main discussion is going to be about, uh, you know, reboots, adaptations, like book adaptations or... Slash re- yeah, basically, that's it. Uh, and we're going to discuss what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. Do they suck? Are they good? And why are they being made? And we're going to go in-depth in, in all of that later. But for now, let's get to it with some news. Oh, yeah. Episode 94. Uh, before we get to the news, however, uh-huh. always got to give a shout out to our favorite gracious host network sports radio detroit yes and you can always find them on twitter instagram and facebook just look up srd sports radio detroit that's srd sports radio detroit not detroit sports radio and you can also check them out on sports detroit.com oh yeah if you do go to the website guys there's also a, a cool little place you could go buy some merch we got a cool little thing going on with fanatics if you're into detroit sports buy some merch help us out help yourself out uh and yeah check out all the other awesome podcasts as well so let's dive right into the news now uh and we've got some interesting announcements that are actually kind of relevant to what we're going to be talking about in our main discussion today this first one has uh, a name that i like yes but i don't know necessarily if i like the announcement so what's going on so um Guess what's being rebooted, speaking of? Mm-hmm. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, and Mr. F- Fede Alvarez. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might know him from Evil Dead. And he's going to be directing this. And I don't know what to make of this. Uh, yeah, so... I, I don't know. Because Texas Chainsaw Massacre has so many like different timelines. So you got the original timeline in which Texas Chainsaw 3D... Is attached to that one and then you got the other timeline uh texas chainsaw massacre and then um tech uh what's what's the second one uh one of them was like the new wasn't it like new, the new the, something the beginning the beginning yeah and then they had leatherface mm-hmm. which i don't know which timeline that belongs to i guess because his last name was was it hewitt in that one uh or was it sawyer S- what was it originally? Wasn't it Bubba originally Sawyer? Sawyer? Yeah. It yeah, was it was Hewitt in... Um, God. I don't remember now. See, that's <laughs> what I don't like. You're confusing people who literally have been watching this mm-hmm. as kids. And sure, people can be like, oh, it's so easy to get caught up. But like, dude, we got Texas Chainsaw, right? 3D, that was the name of it. But in some places, they leave out the 3D. So you'll see Texas Chainsaw and you're like, oh, this is the new one. And then it's like, no, no, it's not. It's the shitty one. With fucking Trey songs. <laughs> oh god, yeah. Was that the one with uh, Alexandria Daddario or whatever? Yeah, the fucking. She was the only the, good the part. The 3D, <laughs> the 3D movie. I went to go see. I thought that movie. By the way, I found off topic, including this movie. I found almost all of my movie tickets that I haven't haven't thrown out that I've had since 2011. Oh wow! So I have opening night for Insidious, opening night for Sinister, opening night for this Texas Chainsaw 3D. And all the literally every <laughs> every movie from that era you can imagine. Wow! I just had to share that with you. Yeah, I, I collect mine too. I've been well, I've been collecting them for a little while, so I'll bring them by one time. I'm done. And we, can, and we can compare our, our ticket collections like a bunch of nerds. We're not nerds. We're actually <laughs> cool people. But uh, I don't know, dude. Texas Chainsaw Massacre just has so many timelines, mm-hmm. and this is gonna go into the discussion. Did it add, did it really add to it or change it by making him from? He was Bubba Sawyer originally. Right. Then Thomas Hewitt. 
they changed them in the in the remakes. Uh, yeah, I don't think. Imagine if they're like, all right, we're making a Halloween remake, right? Uh-huh. And then when Michael Myers shows up on the screen, they're like, by God, it's William Frederick. You'd be like, who the fuck is William Frederick? Where's Michael Myers? Yeah, no, I agree completely. I mean, I'm sure there's a reasoning for it. Uh, I I forget if there is, but I think one important thing in this article is that we're not actually completely sure yet what this yeah. new story is going to be. I heard it's going to be like super like depressing. Yeah, it's supposed. Uh, the, the, it's one of those hopeless movies. The article says uh, it's so depraved. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Fede Alvarez is great. Actually, Evil Dead and Don't Breathe were both good, and I think he has the chops to make something really like fucked up and brutal. So. I'm sure we'll see that anyway, uh, since the original movie was was crazy. Um, but it does say it might be a new take. But this line also says uh, reboot. But anyway, this reboot article of specifically which series though the yeah the Thomas Hewitt or the fucking <laughs> no Sawyers. idea no idea. But um, this the new article actually is about um, a director and writer announcement, and uh, Ryan and Andy Tohill. I don't know if that's how you pronounce their name, but there it is. Who did uh, The Dig. I guess, I think there might be Irish directors, because that was an Irish movie. Uh, we'll be directing, and then it'll be written by Chris Thomas Devlin. Uh, so there's that. But yeah, it doesn't really specify what they're going to be rebooting or doing with it, but... Oh, that's, Fede uh, Alvarez <laughs> is just producing it? Yeah. Okay, so... That makes me less interested, but... Yeah, like when it says... Like, even when something says produced by Sam Raimi... You know, it's not like it's a Sam Raimi movie, so yeah. sometimes you'll watch it and you'll be like, why would they attach his name to this? Or even like Jordan Peele's Candyman, but I digress. But anyway, uh, so it, the, the last uh, paragraph here says it might be uh, reportedly hoping to kickstart a new franchise, uh, and I mean legendary, uh, with this one, potentially one that's uh, in some way connected to the original classic. So oh who knows but you know this is <laughs> cool I'm most down. likely okay. so so but this does bring up again you know we've seen this story so many times mm-hmm. so let's save that thought for the main discussion and we'll move on here but um something to think about because again tcm i think if, if you like horror you already know the tcm story oh yeah so um now however this one just made me chuckle, so I wanted to put it in. Oh yeah, this was great. I, I was like, wait, why is this in here? But I'm like, this, this, this has value to it. This does. This really does. And yeah. I'm probably gonna. Uh, I probably kind of want to watch it. I, yeah, I think really I might bad. enjoy it. Like, just imagine some popcorn with this movie. So, guys, uh, Universal, as we all know, fucking bombed their Dark Universe idea. The Mummy was apparently garbage. And anyway, those sucked. <laughs> so now they've got some new movies like The Invisible Man coming out that look pretty good. They're, they're just giving it to, you know, filmmakers who they think are going to do it justice, which I, I can respect. But now <laughs> they're doing uh, a Monster Mash movie. Yes. <laughs> they're, so, but it's a musical. It is going to be a musical, which makes sense. You know, and, and the article states it doesn't specifically know, like, if, if the title of the movie is just coming from the song or if that's going to be kind of like part of it, I don't know. But it's a musical. I don't care. I'm going to watch it. If they told me like... I mean, bro, Monster Mash. Come on. <laughs> yeah. What do I do without Mash? Imagine I mean, if they did the fucking... That Al, Al, uh, Alice Cooper Man Behind the Mask. The musical. <laughs> it would be part six, Friday the 13th. The yeah. musical. I would check that out. Anything with Alice Cooper in it is horror. Yeah. That man is terrifying. <laughs> he is, but he's also a good. He's also awesome, yeah. No, but uh this should be cool. This one is being directed by uh Matt Stavsky or Stavsky or however his name is pronounced, uh who will be the director. He did side effects as well. Um it's going to be written by Will Widger. And then apparently the director is also a Grammy nominated music video director. See? I don't Fire. know who he's. That's all we're getting. Yeah, man. Oh, I'm, dude, I just want like uh it was like a hot like what if the baby just comes in and just does oh like God. a <laughs> does some bars he, he does some bars like to monster mash like who, what monster yeah. would they dress him as uh frankenstein that would be sick or, or frankenstein's monster i'm sorry that would be sick I, I just think it would be funny i don't know i think it would be too just to piss off a bunch of white people too 
Because, you know, they're like, uh, why is yeah. Frankenstein black? Like, why Why do you give a fuck? What's wrong with you? What is wrong with people? Yeah, no, I don't know. I mean, I, I think, honestly, I was just imagining him, like, just coming as himself. I don't know why. That would just be funny. Just the baby like, in the musical? Just the baby surrounded by, like, Frankenstein's monster, Dracula, <laughs> the Bride of Frankenstein. That would be fucking awesome. That would be hilarious. And, he, you know, and they all, like, join in. And then... <laughs> Ooh, ooh, he one of the, in the Jabberwockies. <laughs> no, one of the because you've seen the video of Bop or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So one of the maybe one of the brides of Dracula comes in and does that handstand and starts oh, like <laughs> starts like shaking her ass or something. That would be great. I'm down. That would be so good. You're like throwing out these fucking golden Dude, ideas. Dude, I know we always have great. This ideas. This is why, guys, when you think of stuff, you need to be under the influence of something. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Everyone's over 18 that listens to us. I hope. So. I hope so. So yeah, there's uh there's not really any more information here on Monster Mash yet. But I'm pretty excited. It's yeah, it should be cool. I mean, I just hope it's fun. Like that's what it seems like they're going for. Uh, if it's like some kind of if it's like Sweeney Todd or some shit like that, uh. that would be very interesting. But uh, it would just be like the Monster Squad musical, basically. I don't know. I, I'm I, I'm interested to like hear more about it. Speaking of which, I still have my original sweeney todd on vhs vhs yeah what the fuck i didn't realize that movie came out so long ago the original sweeney oh so not the the demon barber of fleet street the the, the johnny depp one there was oh there was one before that okay i didn't know that actually yeah oh okay interesting i didn't even know until i was looking through my old collection i was like sweeney todd yeah what the fuck (laughs) well there you go i i learned something today so i learned something this week (laughs) Great. Well, let's move on from that, guys. Uh, this last news article is uh, not like the biggest announcement ever, but we've got a new Chucky TV series coming out, officially picked up by you know Sci-Fi, and we got confirmation that Jennifer Tilly was coming back. So that's pretty much the news. But that's and and someone else is helping Don Mancini. Do you remember who? Uh, I could probably find out. Nick Antosca <laughs> from Channel yes, Zero. Nick and w. I, I read that. Earlier today, like mm-hmm. earlier, earlier, as in in the morning, as in right before I went to bed, and I don't know. I've I've seen like a few episodes of Channel Zero, and like it's it's a really serious, it's like a genre TV show. You know, it's not like it's not like Stranger Things. You know, mm-hmm. dramatic and it's like like horror, like to a T. Even when there's nothing horror happening, music, cinematography, like the the tension is mm-hmm. is all there. So I don't know how that would, those skills would translate into making Chucky because Chucky is usually kind of been funny nowadays. But if you pay attention to one and two, Mm -hmm. I mean, those were horror movies. Part three was still horror. But as soon as we got to Bride of Chucky and Seed of Chucky, everything was comedy. That, that, those movies went straight into like the, the Freddy parts, kind of three, I guess, you know, and so on. Um, yeah, t- territory for sure um yeah he was always kind of funny and vulgar and shit well he was like almost unintentionally funny in the yeah, first yeah. one you know he was like you bitch you know he yeah. was like being serious but, like but it was funny as fuck you know yeah it was because it's a fucking doll yeah but now they're like ha dolls let's make them funny all the time yeah I, I hope this one goes back to its roots and that's what i'm thinking when i see nick antoska mm-hmm. i think so I mean, why else would they bring someone like that in? They didn't bring in the guys from, um, what are those guys that made uh, Club Dread? Broken Lizard. Oh, yeah. They didn't bring no. in the Broken Lizard guys, you know? Mm-hmm. No, they didn't. They didn't bring in Seth Rogen. No. Although, that would have been dope. Oh, my <laughs> God. That no. would be so <laughs> sick seeing Seth Rogen in a horror movie. That would movie be cool, yeah. Or even in a TV show. I hope he is one day, but um, but I digress. So, yeah, it, it's still kind of cool, obviously, with Jennifer Tilly in it. We know that we're going to harken back to the original, uh, or at least those movies, in some way. But I do anticipate that it's going to be more like rooted in horror. And, I think it might, and very atmospheric and stuff. I, I hope so. But uh, it does seem like it's going to follow the the last movie, and that had, um, of course, Fiona Dorif, uh, Brad Dorif's daughter, as Nika Pierce. <laughs> you know, infused with Chucky or whatever. So uh, it'll be interesting, I think. But um, let's let's move on now to uh, some trailers here. Oof. These are um, these were okay, but not the best week of trailers. Yeah, this is this is probably let's be real. This is probably one of the worst weeks for trailers. Yeah, there was something I think that came out maybe today, but 
we picked Still, these. That's not our fault. Nothing yeah. great is coming out. Yeah. Well, the first one I actually am kind of interested in, uh, uh, just because I like. I watched sci-fi. two different trailers for that. Oh. So this one's called The Vast of Night, guys. Uh, it's going to be coming out March 13th in theaters and on Prime. Uh, and it's centered around a town, mm. and it's sci-fi since people have been. Really wanting more sci-fi lately. I think that's what's been lacking a lot in horror. Yeah. When's the last sci-fi horror movie, like, seriously box office Oh, hit? Like, 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 big, big hit. Box, uh, like, unintentional. I think about it, yeah. Because, I mean, the little sci-fi movies will come out here and there, mm-hmm. like, in, from independent people, but, like, May- something in theaters I want. I want something to kill it that's sci-fi. Maybe. No, not really. I was going to say Underwater, but. <laughs> no. I was going to say Underwater, but I don't really think that one qualifies um yeah i don't know i mean nothing to the level of like alien or whatever no like exactly so i think it's good that they're trying now but i watched Mm. two different trailers one where it was just like one continuous shot and it went through like the whole city and it went to like Mm. some sort of i don't know where the fuck it went to some sort of party or i don't fucking know that's where the camera led to but in the second one it's obviously aliens uh okay uh the the one that i put on there yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That one for sure. Was... It, it doesn't really show you anything, which is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, that it's hinted. Like, yeah. If you can't read context clues, then I'm sorry, but it's aliens. A lot of people can't. Yeah, it does look like there's something for sure going on. Um, I'm I'm interested in the whole like mystery aspect of it. I think that part was pretty cool. It seems like they got the vintage look right because I think this is also set in the in the 50s. If I'm not mistaken, it says on the on the eve of like the the great space race, which was around that time. So, yeah, I mean, I I think it looks cool for that reason. The atmosphere actually looks really good. I think you know the whole the whole vibe of like what the trailer offers. I'm into like I I liked that. So um, oh yeah, it was I mean, eerie for sure. Yeah. And just dark and mysterious. But who who knows if that's how the show is going to be shot? Yeah. I mean, movie, I, whatever, how the movie's going to be shot, or if that's just how the trailer's shot. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, if that's consistent, then I think it'll be pretty cool. And if there's a, a good, like, payoff. You know, it can't just be all talking into switchboards and running around town. Oh, yeah. You know, so. Um, but, so I'm kind of excited about that one. Next up, we have... <laughs> this is actually for, uh, like, a documentary, and it's called The Mothman Legacy. Um, now this one does not have a firm release date yet. There's going to be a Kickstarter, which I think is actually already live, but this one's coming from a little production company called uh, small town monsters, I believe. And they've done some other stuff as well in the same vein. Like they did one about, um, it was like some Midwestern legend. I think they did one for the Bray road beast. I think you've heard of that before. Um, and just like a bunch of other stuff. And it's just like this documentary, they go around asking people about their experiences and they do some like, you know, reenactment kind of thing. I'd rather see a, uh, a found footage of Mothman instead of like a documentary. Yeah. It's like a documentary is just a fake documentary. At least the found footage is like, Hey, we were there, mm-hmm. but you know, the documentary is just like, Hey, so you want to talk about Mothman? Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's a fake and it's a fake documentary so it's like yeah i don't clean mothman one time and it's just some actor yeah you know it would be cool it would be cool if it was like a real documentary i guess it will i i think that's what it's supposed to be um but it's always hard for me to tell if this is like a you know real documentary like wesley vernon or it's not quite like that i mean this one presents itself like something you would find on you know like the travel channel like savage land so yeah i think it is supposed to be like a real one and I think they're supposed to be talking to the people who, you know, supposedly had these like experiences and like eyewitnesses, but it's always hard for me to tell if the person in the documentary is actually the person or if they're still presenting it as a documentary, but bringing on somebody to act. Even if it is you know a real I mean? person, it could just be like clout chasing, you know? Like, well, yeah. They're just like, hey, I get to be on TV, talk about <laughs> the Mothman, feed my piggies. Like, <laughs> That's very possible. I mean, yeah, so that's the thing. Like, it's it's like you you can't completely trust the the interviewee, right? So it's... But at the same time, I'm into, like, cryptid stuff and cryptozoology, so I'm, I'm kind of interested, but I'm not going to, like, rush to see this one. Oh, yeah. Uh, the last one, I'm definitely not going to rush to see or possibly ever see. 
Yeah, I'm probably not going to watch this one. <laughs> this one is... Uh, I might. I don't know. A new troll movie. Not like the trolls dolls and stuff, but troll like the old... Bro, I tried to type in <laughs> Trolls World on YouTube, and it gave me so many children's movies. And then I ha- I was like, Trolls World minus animated <laughs> minus, you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, this one does have some cheesy effects, though. So this is basically the follow-up to Troll 1 and 2, which were, you know, those like, uh, so bad, it's good type oh, of this movies. Oh, is, this is a sequel to that? Apparently, yeah. I don't believe that. I, I think so, or at least like associated with it or something. But uh, this one looks even worse. <laughs> than what i've seen of those first two movies um and i guess follows some kind of troll who got turned to stone i think or something and, like comes yeah. back all this time later and is seeking a body and there's like some weird book i don't know it's and in the trailer <laughs> is wild and it's 100 clearly a comedy yeah that does not take itself seriously i mean some of that acting is I, i'm it has to be intentionally blatantly, that bad. A, blatantly atrocious acting. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's that's pretty much the vibe in that whole trailer. And I mean, hey, look, if if that's what they're doing and they actually pull it off and at least be funny or just super cheesy to the point of being like, this movie is so dumb, but if I it's like anything it, you know? like Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh yeah, it might be. I don't know. I, th- I think it probably has that potential. Like, it has those really cheesy effects and stuff, so... Or the ginger dead man or mm, evil yeah. bong. Yeah. Yep, this is one of those. Yep. Uh, so, uh, maybe not, unfortunately. <laughs> There's no release date yet. Yeah, thank But <laughs> it's it's coming. I hope no one dies in a car crash before this movie can <laughs> be released. <laughs> He'll do it. He'll do it for you if you want. <laughs> <laughs> no but uh that that's the end of the news here uh, on this episode guys let us know what you thought about anything that we discussed but we're gonna accept trolls world don't except, message me about that shit except trolls world yeah don't add us um, but uh anything else feel free but we're gonna move on to our next uh segment here in just a bit but stick around we've got some uh messages from some other srd shows Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Jeremy Bryant. Catch me, E, and Brian on Pearson's Peace, 8 to 9 a.m. on Sports Radio Detroit Network, CRB, on Spotify, iTunes, anywhere else you can find podcasting. Because I feel like a salad tossing might feel good. What? (laughs) Out of Bounds Detroit Podcast. Tuesday morning and Friday mornings here on SportsRadioDetroit.com. And welcome back, fiends. We missed you dearly, and now we are going to get into our main discussion. And I do think this one will be a pretty interesting one. You did touch on it earlier at the beginning of the episode, but I did want to elaborate because... um, you know, the reboots and adaptations and things like that are, are part of it. But really, I thought it would be interesting to talk about, um, you know, these these very, like, familiar stories in horror, right? That get adapted, like, a lot, yeah. even in different ways. And, uh, you know, I wanted to kind of think about, like, well, obviously, people are upset a lot about remakes and things like that. Even but, adaptations. Yeah, yeah exactly and even the fact of the matter is that like so in 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 the face of some recent failures right in particularly in the turning and then gretel and hansel uh those movies did not perform well at the box office and for the most part uh were pretty much disliked by the horror community was it for lack of like did they stray too far from the source material or did the source material just not translate well into a movie well, that's not even the thing, you know, like these things have been adapted quite a few times and some of those adaptations were actually pretty successful, right? So my thinking is like, is the fact that there's so much of it and that it comes out so frequently a factor versus whether or not it's, it's really good or, you know, there's a lot to think about for it because some people did like Gretel and Hansel. It was like this very dark, you know, kind of, um, look at the original story which which is also dark but you know then you had stuff like 
that witch hunters shit with Hansel and Gretel, which was obviously different. Yeah. But even other adaptations of that story, um, even in like the visit, I mean, I would say the visit kind of mimics that sort of story. Yeah, I would say so. And, and, you know, a lot of other, uh, kind of movies do too, but for the most part, Gretel and Hansel failed. And that was after so many adaptations, the turning, I, I haven't seen either, but is essentially, again, that same story, but just set in more modern times. And I haven't seen that yet either, but I have seen um, one very successful adaptation of that, which is The Innocence from 1961, which I brought up before, but that movie actually did super well. And since then, there have been other adaptations of The Turn of the Screw, which all this is based off of, and you kind of just have to wonder, like, okay, that movie was very good. There have been other adaptations. This movie comes out now, and, like, what's what's the deal? Why did it, like, fail so hard? Why did it suck so much? I heard the you know? ending was tits. Yeah. And I, I, think, I think some of that comes down to, like, you know, people trying to change things. Yeah. You can be faithful to this to the source because i think ultimately you know what you want to do for like adapting something is actually be faithful to that and take what people kind of thought about in their minds while they were like reading something and put it onto the screen you know but then after so many times of adapting the same story people want to like put a change on it or put a twist on it because then you're like directly competing with all those other things. Then people are like, well, is there even any point? So that kind of plays into like remakes too. So, I mean, what's your kind of thought about that overall? Uh, I mean, look at the shining, right? It can be done and done well. Mm -hmm. Uh, even though Kubrick's movie is a super simplistic watered down version of the shining. Um, I think it all comes down to, Changing the source material too much, uh, changing the setting a lot, uh, changing plot points, changing too much can drastically alter a story from what it originally was supposed to be. And if it was if it was fine how it originally was, if it let's say a book, right, it did well, everyone loved it, even the ending was great, like no complaints. Why would you take something that was objectively successful and objectively good? That had the fine bullet points it needed. Everything was there that was supposed to be there. And someone's like, yo, let's make this into a show or a movie. And then for some reason, let's change critical plot points. Let's change some characters. Uh, let's change... This is this is just random. This is just not to any specific story. Let's change... Let's change who the killer was. Or let's change this and let's change that. And every all of that was fine to begin with. I think... It, it just seems like not even... I don't think watered down is a word for it. I think it's just like plain out dumb. Like if something was told well, something was written well, or let's say recorded well at an early, earlier point in time and then they reboot it and then they change critical plot points, <clears throat> Black Christmas, uh, <laughs> it's going to be ass. Like, I don't know. You can't take something that's already good. Like everyone agrees that it's good. And then you, Mr. Douchebag, you're like, well, this is what I think would have been better. I think people just put too much of their egos into these adaptations. I mm -hmm. think that's what it is. Too and much of themselves. Like, it's not about what you think is cool. It's about what would captivate people more. This ending or my ending? Not let me put this in here because I have a bunch of yes men around me and everyone said it would be a great idea. Yeah. So I put that in the film. That's why you need to think, what would people want to see? What? Not even people, not even the people at the fucking theaters, those the casual moviegoers, because fuck them. But what about the true horror fans? What do they want to see? Are you adding to, to it or making it hipsterific, as I like to call? Because yeah. all these movies have like this hipsterific touch nowadays. Like, well, I think that would have been better hair flip if I did this. <laughs> I think putting too much of your own personal touch on these things really fucks it up. Uh, even... Being close to source material can fuck it up if you have, like, just a bland-ass mm -hmm. cast with no character development. Sure, you told the story the right way, but I think a lot of 
a lot of these things, these movies and adaptations, like, a lack of character development can fucking ruin it if -hmm. it's just fucking exactly like the book or exactly like the short story or exactly like the previous movie. Like, sure, tell the, like I said, tell the story, have it flow, but, like, have shit have meaning. Don't just be like, I'm telling this story just to be a movie, like, because we need this Mm. adaptation to just be, don't fucking spell it all out, like, Jesus Christ, I I don't know what else to say, bro. Like, it seems like it seems like everyone's just fucking lazy. I think that's what it stems down to. No one wants to like actually sit down and have their own creative ideas. But how how do you expect someone who's doing an adaptation to have creative ideas? He didn't have creative ideas to begin with. That's why he's doing the adaptation. Yeah, and it's not like you know adaptations are bad or you know are just automatically defaulted that or anything. I mean. Obviously, there have been phenomenal adaptations. The, the thing, thing that, that was the first thing that came to both of our heads. Isn't <laughs> yeah, it? you know, just a ton well, of movies. John Carpenter's like, a genius, true, a creative genius. True. But you know, I, I, I haven't read, I haven't read, you know, the original story or anything. But I'm assuming it was pretty close to the kind of overall tale that John Carpenter uh, created in, you know, his movie adaptation. But at the same time, I think there was only one other adaptation of that story before that yeah the thing from another world uh, you know black and white i mean that kind of old school production value way different movies oh yeah so the thing really freaked people the fuck out and and was hailed as well i mean originally it wasn't hailed as a masterpiece but over time became oh, yeah, originally people a masterpiece. hated it yeah but you know again that's the thing like all right people probably knew about the story or you know they're just coming down from all those hollywood productions that really weren't anything like the thing but that's a whole other kind of story but so adaptations can be really good but now we're getting like the thing and stuff like that and people are like oh why are you touching the thing why would you ever do that you know and i think people have become really attached to those stories and you brought up an interesting point of uh you know like are you even are, are you just doing it to just like make the movie and make money or are you doing it for like horror fans and yeah. to actually create a good movie and you know like at least the turning was definitely more of a hollywood type oh, horror yeah. film and you know i don't know what happened at the end but for the most part it looked like the same story yet again so it does kind of beckon the question like hey is this even necessary at this point haven't you already told this story so many times and when you do tell the story so many times if you don't change something then people are going to think exactly that and they're going to come out of the movie like all right well yeah that was cool but did we really need like a fifth turn of the screw adaptation or whatever look at dracula yeah dracula is like the biggest offender we had like we had like the old school dracula like super black and white Mm -hmm. then we had nosferatu uh well nosferatu came first that was 1922 and uh dracula was 1931 oh yeah in terms of like how like movies movies yeah well yeah nosferatu but, was but just dracula a rip-off. Came, dracula came first yeah, yeah but <laughs> nosferatu was just a ripoff because they couldn't come up with their own shit so they just changed a few names and details mm-hmm. to the story and then ah nosferatu this yeah. is definitely not dracula <laughs> no. even though it is it is it, it, it is i mean how many dracula movies are there bro there's there's a lot so i I was kind of doing some research because i I do love dracula oh yeah but i'm also aware that there's so much of it but uh there are like seven universal dracula movies and then um there are like nine hammer horror dracula movies and then there are like so many of these like foreign adaptations what about that paul nashi guy didn't he make some fucking dracula shit i don't know if his was like dracula but if he did do a vampire movie it was probably a ripoff of dracula yeah because uh he had like a kind of wolfman ripoff mm-hmm. i know that much for sure so yeah i mean all these foreign movies and of course like the more modern stuff dracula 3000 <laughs> which i know we don't talk even about even dracula 2000 <laughs> yeah even dracula two- <laughs> 2000 <laughs> yeah um i mean argento's dracula awful <laughs> awful sorry it was now we got the show that now the show Dra- see okay so here's the thing you know if you change it enough I, th- I think there's two ways to go about it 
Because we kind of established, if you have the same story over and over and over again, people are going to want that to be adapted perfectly, or there has to be something different enough about it to set it apart, you know, as long as it's still good and well thought out, you know? So I think either you do something like Dracula Reborn and just change it up so heavily that it's still Dracula, but it's a whole new story, you know? And, and the movie ultimately was kind of cool, you know, or you just fucking metaphor it and you you don't really, (laughs) you don't really say like, Hey, this is an adaptation of this, but you know, it really is like, if you look at the context clues and things like that, and I'm thinking actually of an example, which is, uh, the company of wolves. I finally watched that pretty recently and it was pretty cool. It was a, it was an adaptation of little red riding hood, but it was way different. And it wasn't like, like immediately obvious through like the film itself that it was like little red riding hood. Although of course there were like werewolves and there was the red hood, but the movie itself was kind of like almost like a mini anthology movie Okay, wrapped up in this whole kind of narrative and it's about this girl who's dreaming and she has individual dreams that kind of play out as like different stories, but there's always like a werewolf in them. And you know, it's very like, uh, I guess, I guess erotic, like it's kind of chronicling her going through puberty and like, you know, there's a lot of like sexual stuff kind of in it. Um, so very much not little red riding hood, you know, like the original story, but you can still tell that it's inspired by that or supposed to be like adapted. So that movie was way different enough and was like more of a kind of, I guess metaphor more or less, but just a very like loose kind of hidden adaptation of that story. You know? So I think those are the two ways that you can kind of like go about it. But Dracula, <laughs> Dracula is always like the same fucking thing for the most part and frankenstein is usually the same fucking shit every fucking go around yeah i mean there's a new one depraved i haven't seen it yet i heard that one was actually kind of okay because with with frankenstein they've tried to do it multiple ways as well where they had it like it was usually set in modern day but sometimes they would like switch the doctor's name around and sometimes it would be like really like a completely different atmosphere and and then, of course, they had that fucking action movie with, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking Thomas about. Thomas Jane or Unfortunately. whatever. Yeah. And that, see, that was not an example of, like, a Dracula Reborn type of thing. I, th- I think it really depends on what people want to make an adaptation out of. If it's, like, you saw H.P. Lovecraft, no one really had a problem with that shit. Yeah. But n- even back in the day, you know, all these Stephen King adaptations, people were like, yeah, Stephen King. But nowadays, if there's a Stephen King adaptation, people are like, what the hell? Why would you want to turn that into a movie? Or why would you want to make that yeah. into a movie again? We already had, like, like you said, it's people's attachment to these, these fucking things, like, and how popular these things are. You think if, if anyone did, like, fucking the pit in the pendulum, like, anyone would be <laughs> mad? Probably not, because I think there was really only, like, one or two adaptations, and it's not really, like, super and, relevant. And people didn't get attached to them like they do to, like... Yeah, Dracula, the thing. I think not even attachment. I think it's if we've seen it too much, people just don't want it anymore. Yeah, and you could tell people, oh, uh, I don't want to see it. Yeah, you. Know, you could, I mean, you could tell people you don't have to see it if you don't want to, but they're still gonna like be like, fuck this. Yeah, I mean, they feel they, like they it's have ruining. Right. Yeah, <laughs> which is stupid. But at the same time, well, I understand. Now, you know, I, I, I do get it. It's like it's not gonna ruin the original movie for you, but you are familiar with that story, right? And that, that source material has been like the standard for you. So exactly. It's almost like making a new thing. It's like destroying your memories or like changing them up. Yeah. It's, it's almost like a, it's like an invasion or something like you're afraid that it's going to, let's take, let's take what happens when you take the original story and change it up just enough. And this one helped really, I mean, people could relate to it because it was like modern day. It's not like the 1980s. People want toys. People want gadgets. So Child's Play, for example. They changed it up just enough 
to where it was an okay movie and an okay idea. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like fantastic or anything, but you know, people are scared of AI and robots and that works. Look at the Freddy remakes. Speaking of it, since it's on Netflix now, mm-hmm. um, why? Yeah. So, well, see, that's the thing. It's like they didn't change up the story. They just changed changed up what happens in the movie. That's that's it. His his well, background, basically. Well, and and the fact that in this one he's a pedophile, but in the old one he originally wasn't. Mm-hmm. Well, they Wes Craven wanted him to be, but because of the stuff going on in California at the time, people. Would have been like, oh, you're exploiting that, blah, blah, blah. But originally, he was just a Springwood slasher. He was a child killer. And this one, they're like, oh, he's a pedophile. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nancy's different. She's not like seeing him at school, dragging bodies through the hallways. Yeah. <laughs> uh, scratching on fucking pipes to make that weird claw sound. It, it was different. Like, none of that stuff even got brought back up. Same thing like in the Friday the 13th remake. Same br- brutal Jason different attributes he fucking sprints like a fucking yeah <laughs> like usain bolt he, he's fucking throwing axes he's fucking he's human but he's fucking he's a monster he's ruthless now i'm saying fucking a lot but i'm very passionate about this fucking subject yeah <laughs> and let's look at another adaptation that was actually really good because every movie of this is always a mystery. It's a whodunit. Mm-hmm. Let's look at Scream. Oh, yeah, okay. So every movie was like a whodunit. And it's always someone new. So you kind of don't get bored. You're just kind of waiting to see, like, you know, the uh, the reasoning behind it. Yeah. But in the TV show, new Ghostface has nothing to do with Ghostface. At least the first season. Uh-huh. Not the original Ghostface, that is. Mm-hmm. They don't call him Ghostface like they do in the, the urban <laughs> Scream. <laughs> But that's another conversation. But this one, it was still good. It was a revenge thing. Someone was killing teenagers, and he was calling them, and they didn't know who it was. Mm-hmm. Like, and you were just dying to find out. Every episode got closer and closer. Hints, 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 hints. Then, in, when you finally find out, you're like, "Oh, it was that person." And then mm-hmm. you're like, "Ah, Freddy Krueger, Dracula, mm-hmm. Chucky, Jason." It's always the same thing. It's always the same thing. There's no, like, mystery to it. But with Scream, it's always Craven the genius because he made it, like, he turned it into a franchise that can always have a sequel and it's always someone else. It's never the same shit. Yeah. Or the same reason. Unless Sydney dies, I guess. (laughs) But but you're right. I mean, I, I think that part of that is because even though the formula is more or less kind of the same in each movie... It, it has a natural progression, right? Each sequel kind of relies on what happened, bef- you know, in the movie before it to kind of feed it and things like that. But for the most part with like Freddy, Jason, uh, I guess Halloween kind of, but yeah, less so. Maybe with like the recent adaptations. Yeah, it's different. But, but you know, all those movies, it, like you said, it's basically... You, you take the character, you put it in a new place, but the actual, like, story and everything is pretty much the same. Yeah. You know? Um, and so, I, I love what Scream did. I mean, I, I hope that there's a Scream 5, and I hope it still, you know, progresses. But if we ever see, like, a flat-out Scream remake of, like, the first movie, at that point, I think it might feel like it's a bit, you know, too much almost. It is, yeah. So... I don't know, it, it's a very interesting kind of phenomenon, but, you know, definitely, I think at least, the more and more you see these same kind of stories, even with the little differences here and there, it becomes harder and harder to want to watch them. Like, even the, the two movies that are kind of the focal points just because of their box office bombs, uh, The Turning and Gretel and Hansel, you know, like, I was gonna go see it, but I'm also not like, oh my god, I gotta see Gretel and Hansel, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? So, I guess that's at least how I feel about it. But, you know, if if there's something like Lock and Key that comes out that has never really been adapted before... It's been released, hasn't it? It, it is I out. I saw it on yeah. Netflix, yeah. It's out. But, you know, that started as a graphic novel, and this is the first, I think, real adaptation of it. So, that is kind of exciting. But if we continue to see more and more adaptations of this same story down the road, then at that point, it's just be- going to become weird. 
yeah. and too convoluted because people are going to feel like they have to change something in order to be different enough just to just to justify th- that movie's own existence basically you know so <laughs> i'm not really trying to just be like do your own shit and be original but i kind of am i think they should i mean imagine if they restarted hellraiser or fucking psycho can you imagine like not even bates motel like something like hey here's another remake of psycho forget that shitty vince vaughn one (laughs) this one has bald vince vaughn (laughs) or let's say even the exorcist yeah or the another the fog oh god the fog was so bad Mm, the remake yeah. yeah oh my god why would they do that i don't know or Rocky Horror Picture Show. I was cool with Creep Show though. Yeah, Creep Show is something yeah. different every single time. Here's a new story. Mm-hmm. It's like ah, bring back Creep Show. That's fine. Just give that us more sense. good stories. Yeah, that's yeah. the only one. Make. Jaws. Fuck you. <laughs> and now they're doing Pumpkinhead again. Jaws is like even worse because what the fuck are you gonna do for like a fourth or fifth movie or like another reboot in a row? I'd be cool with Reanimator. That could be fun. I mean, see, that at least is something that is so eighties. Yeah. That to make it now would probably be a completely different movie. It would, yeah. You know, so that and and the fact that you know that was really the only adaptation of that. Yeah, you had the sequels, but those had their own kind of progression too. So I I think it might be interesting to see a modern adaptation of that. But when you brought up Lovecraft before, I was gonna say, you know, those again are not stories that we see all the time. Oh yeah, it's especially not, because it's a lot of different. It's stories. Not like Dracula or fucking yeah. The Stan would say, but but you know if if H.P. Lovecraft only ever fucking made the Call of Cthulhu or the Color Out of Space or something, it probably would have already been adapted like twelve times. Oh yeah, and you know if I saw another announcement that was announcing another remake of one of those, I'd be like, fuck this, man, and I'd be mad at H.P. Lovecraft. I'm mad at Bram Stoker, dude. <laughs> it's like you had to make like one thing literally just one thing that was so good that now we're just getting shoved down our throats i think even the people that aren't mad about stuff being released like dracula and like all that stuff being released they're not mad they're just kind of sick of it yeah it's like uh, dude imagine a movie oh god imagine let's say here's another insidious movie here's a new conjuring no. movie Here's another paranormal activity since it's been a minute that's why every time we bring it up we're like uh yeah you know i mean sure they're good movies but like fuck they're only good movies in like in like the sense that the first time you watched it you're like fuck Mm -hmm. that was awesome and then you and then everyone starts talking about it and like it's literally like oh this is the greatest horror and it's like all right slow down like i said it was really good and and everyone's just dick riding it, and it's just oh. And that's really only just the uh, the first. I don't want to sound like a hipster. First couple like, movies. Once everyone starts like, bro, it's so good. They should make like eleven more. And I'm yeah. like, oh god, here we go with the fucking yeah. jump scare palooza. I think a lot of older movies though would benefit from uh from being remade because Fright Night was great. I enjoyed it honestly. Fright Night was pretty good. Yeah. Friday the Thirteenth, I liked. What else did I like? I don't like that much. <laughs> I mean, Friday the 13th, I think, is really kind of on the fence. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's another one that was... The the, top, 2003? Yes, yeah. with Jessica Biel. That no, one was amazing. I know I know. we mentioned that we were going to come back to that before. So, just I'll briefly say, I mean, that one, I think, was effective. It yes. was, yes. Uh, even after all the other TCM movies. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, once we started getting, like, 3D and Leatherface <laughs> and all that shit, at that point, it's like... And and they they are pretty much telling the same story, but just changing those small details. And so at that point, you're like, is this even really fucking necessary? And I don't think it <laughs> because is because you're just telling the the TCM you know '70s movie story, and what changing his last name and giving him some stupid psycho daughter or something. So so that's the thing. It's like it's like I know that these movies are going to be made anyway because you people, anybody, everybody keeps putting money toward it in one way or another even you people who are like well i'm not gonna go see it but then you go buy the fucking blu-ray anyway you're still directly supporting that stuff so if you don't want to see more adaptations of things you've seen five million times you just don't pay for it or just watch (laughs) it on bootleg if you don't want to fucking support i mean if you're really like well i guess i gotta check it out you know to see how bad it is then sure you can do that i guess 
Not that I'm advocating for it, but no, it's I an don't. option. You know me. I have every movie that I've wanted. I'm like, you know mm-hmm. what? I want to watch that. Let's grab the physical media. It's like, you sure you don't want to just rent it from Prime? <laughs> I'm going to pay money. I might as well keep yeah. whatever I'm watching. But, but, you know, it's inevitable, right, at this point, because people are probably going to keep putting money toward those movies anyway. Oh, yeah. So, you know, my philosophy, as I think I've said before, is like, well, if you can't really stop it from coming out, if it's good, I'll at least you know appreciate that and i'll I'll admit that you know it doesn't necessarily mean that it still should have come out but if it's good okay i don't think the movie being at least okay is i don't think that that like that justifies it being remade no if it gets remade i want to be like wow like i did with stephen king's it i don't want to be like oh (laughs) well congrats no you know what the fuck No, it has to reach that certain standard for sure. Because otherwise, it's just another fucking one in the pile. I want to talk about one that was really great. Night of the Living Dead, 1990, Tom Savini. Yeah. Hella underrated. Hella under the radar. And I think it's because people didn't want to accept, you know, that it was being remade because of, like, the black and white one. Mm -hmm. I mean, arguably, the Dawn of the Dead remake was better than savini's i mean no the dawn of the dead remake oh, then was the original than, yeah than i the mean original. the original is weird i mean i i understand the significance of the original and everything but i i would tend to agree in a lot of parts yeah there were there were some things about the the 04 one that i wasn't like the biggest fan of but for the most part it was sick i mean the zombies were actually scary in that one. Oh yeah so they weren't just people with pale face makeup you know <laughs> Wait, yeah. let's be real though in dawn of the dead people were getting that, like, like green their arm makeup. flesh ripped off with teeth and stuff like that that shit was horrific yeah but i know I, I i do agree i mean i did like the the 90s uh, uh night of the living dead remake actually so you know but that was a story again that has been told so many times and referenced so many times and stuff but but that one was good i mean tom savini's a horror you know connoisseur and master so not surprised but yeah i I can appreciate that but you know the more that we see stuff like dracula the more that we see stuff like another frankenstein and and all of those things it's like even like the haunting of hill house at this point is almost becoming too dense with shit the 80s had so many low budget and independent like cult favorite movies that aren't even being thought of being remade Mm -hmm. or like being rebooted but I think a lot of them could be like super awesome fucking movies modern day. Yeah. And it's it's kind of shitty that, you know, the diehard fans be like, no, don't remake this movie. I love this movie. This is my baby. Like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that was made in the 80s, guys, that was objectively ass, but has charm to it. Mm-hmm. That could be made well if put into the hands of someone who's passionate about the subject. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't let Blumhouse touch it. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> uh i think ghost house pictures yeah they they're, they're, they make some really good shit raimi's raimi's dope so like mm-hmm. i think he could like do a lot of because he was around for the 80s too on top of it so i think he could uh as a producer if he has some like you know if if he can direct them as well like give them some like inspiration and like tell them no i like i didn't like that scene or yes i like that I i think he could give them good direction yeah i mean it really just it really does depend you know because even carpenter yeah no there's so many filmmakers that could do it for sure but it it does depend on the material i think you know it it's just so much easier to pitch another freddy or another jason because you're you're guaranteed to make money off of it but agreed i mean i think something like even even like demon wind or some shit like or like the slayer or something one of those really obscure things well, hell night i don't know oh yeah that would you know, be awesome those would be cool if they were done like really well if they had that good atmosphere to it that good production design uh and they were treated with love they they could be cool you know and it's not like you're seeing that same story for the 10th time exactly so it it still kind of feels fresh and those movies are obscure enough too to where like the general audience will be like hmm, what's this you know i have no idea what hell night is about exactly and then that's that's a little more interesting um oh it's an 80s movie huh never really watch 80s movies but if they were anything like this movie i think i'd like them and mm-hmm. ta-da you got a new 
80s horror fan. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's a good direction to go in, I think. Also, just more original movies. I mean, I think... I think the, the the big stuff right now is going to slowly start getting more into that territory, especially with like Parasite winning and things like that. Not really a horror movie, but still probably the closest thing that the best picture category had to horror. Um, and now there's like, I think I saw today there was an announcement that there was like a 400% ticket like sales spike of that movie. And that's that's insane. So that's wild. Um, Midsummer, Hereditary, even the Lighthouse has some influence, but it's not a direct adaptation of anything. So I, I think we need more movies like that as well. I agree. Yeah. You know? So that's pretty much all that I have to say about this. I, I think we covered a lot. Um, and I think we got the general kind of point across and discussed the topic really um, pretty thoroughly. So. Yeah, I mean, I look. I love Dracula, you know. I love TCM and all that stuff. But stop it, stop it. <laughs> yeah. If you're gonna do something, do something that hasn't been done before. If you want to be like a lazy, non-creative fuck, grab something from the '80s, like Barnabas was saying. Grab a Hell Knight that could be done amazingly mm-hmm. nowadays, especially with the right cast to like teenagers that you wish would fucking die. Um, stop putting yourself in these movies. Stop th- Stop putting what you think is a better ending and start thinking like, yo, what would the audience think about this mm-hmm. ending? What would so-and-so, uh, what would diehard horror fans think? What would casuals think? What would be a good all-around ending? Uh, and just stop doing like the same old shit. No more Dracula. You've had enough. Stop doing Stephen King shit. We literally everywhere. Everything Stephen King is being like made into a movie. Mm-hmm. Like calm the fuck down. Hold your horses. I haven't said that. Since the nineties when I was like five. But hold your fucking horses, alright? Yeah, all you know, good. <laughs> just just I, I know I know it's it I know the pa- the present sucks so much people want to retreat back into the past. The good old times, whatever the you know. But nostalgia is is biased. Nostalgia is biased and it makes you fucking look hopeless. Like there's no creativity left. Mm-hmm. Not not just in Hollywood, but in all of horror. Like, it's kind of fucking sad, dude. It's pathetic. Like, mm. And sure, I can talk from the outside all I want. But, you know, I'm, I've been watching this shit since I was a kid. And there's all, growing up, there was always a new movie. When Saw came out, that was a new thing. Mm. And all these movies like that were coming out when I was growing up. Like, there's been good movies throughout the 2000s that were original ideas. Dead Silence, Insidious, Conjuring. That's when we were growing up. But now people are just taking that shit and they're just like, we never want to leave this. That's how we got to that point in horror cinema. Those movies being made because of people constantly putting out new ideas. So if you want to retreat back into the past, back into those movies, back into shit that's been done thousands of times, like fucking Dracula, if you want to keep retreating into that, how are we going to find the next Conjuring, the next Insidious, mm-hmm. the, the next Saw, the next Halloween, the next Nightmare on Elm Street? We'll never find it. That's, and that's why... That's why the 80s was so good. It was all creative shit. And yeah, that's why it was the golden era. You want a new golden era? Stop remaking shit. Stop rebooting shit. Start creating shit. Stop mm-hmm. stop recreating shit. That's not creating. This is not... You're not a found again fucking Jesus freak. <laughs> you are a fucking... This is Hollywood, yeah. for God's sake. This is horror cinema. Stop it, dude. Like, you want my advice? You want you want advice from Mr. Scratch himself? If you want more money, Hollywood. If you want more money and more people watching your shit, make better original shit. Mm-hmm. You have creative teams who you pay millions to to write these movies that even the hipsters at Rotten Tomatoes don't like. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, what the fuck? I mean, look at it this way. You know, I mean, Robert Eggers, Ari Aster, Jordan Peele. I mean. It, all of a24 pretty much and all those guys are putting out really original shit exactly however you know there are filmmakers out there who have made really good things that are getting roped into like doing all these adaptations and shit now like even fede alvarez with tcm it's like i i know that he's not directing or, or writing or whatever but even the fact that his name is attached to this now and it's even shit like with jordan peele and Candyman, you know people were up in arms about that. Well, why is he redoing Candyman? Coattail writing. People just yeah. want those names attached. 
to bring eyes in. Yeah. So, you know, that's not, that's not really, I know I use Jordan Peele in kind of both ends uh, right there, but that's just kind of the point, you know, it's like, we don't, we, we need you guys to be thinking about these really creative, really good new ideas. Because when those things come out, those are cemented in horror history, but it doesn't mean that you have to have a fucking franchise. And then there's these ideas that, oh, everything's been done before. Has it? Yeah. Has it? No. Was there a a flying half demon, half angel with leukemia (laughs) that only survives off baby livers? No, go make that movie. Yeah. Imagine how terrifying that would be. That would be fucking Babies just being eaten on screen. I'm just imagining like a flying... Uh, unnameable. Yeah, basically, that's what <laughs> that I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, with the she had and wings. Yeah, but she never like flew or anything. I don't think, right? She did. I think in the second one. Yeah, in the second. Oh, one. okay. Not like the first one. First one, no. She just kind of like plodded around the house. Unnameable. Thank God that's never been touched. That is the I most mean, underappreciated creature feature of all time. That's why I'm almost like I don't really want to see another night flyer or anything like that. No, no. Either because if it just gets diluted with these stupid new changes and and all this modern shit then it's just gonna like it's not gonna ruin the original movie and it's not gonna ruin my thought about it in fact i might look at the original like wow i love you you're so good you know i hate that stupid remake me at nightmare on elm street but you know it's it's not gonna ruin that but at the same time it's like do i really need to see this yet again after the I mean, uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Okay, that should have been the cusp of Dracula right there. Did we did we really need more Dracula after that? Probably not. But we've had so many. But we've had so many. So that that's my whole point. Not even my point. Just that's the whole discussion in, in a nutshell right there for me. I think after a while, but they will always sell the rights to any movie. I think after a while, it should just be illegal. Like by <laughs> law. Like morally. Yeah. <laughs> Like, just fucking misconstrued to be able to make a remake. I think Dracula shouldn't be touched anymore. Uh, I think we could give Freddy another go. Uh, Jason deserves a go. Michael deserves to keep going. We got the Child's Play uh, TV show. Let's keep that going. Scream. Please, no more TV show. Um, I'm done. Uh, give us new movies. Don't remake it. Uh, the Thing. I, I once again do not think they should have... I mean, because you got Think From Another World, mm-hmm. then John Carpenter's classic, and then that 2011 movie. What the hell was that? And now they're doing another adaptation. Chill out. Yeah. I don't think Pumpkinhead needs more movies. They ruined it with those sci-fi movies. Um, the Exorcist. Just don't touch that. You know why? Because we've seen too many modern possession movies. We yeah. don't need any more, especially with the name The Exorcist attached to it. That'll just... If the Exorcist remake pales in comparison to these modern-day possession movies, then the original is still going to be intact, but they're still going to be like, yo, yeah. what was the point of making this? Wasn't there like a... Sorry, I cut you off, but wasn't there like an Exorcist TV show? TV show? Yeah, yeah. Who the fuck even watched that? Did anybody care about that at all? I started watching it, and their exorcisms are weird. So I haven't heard people, anything... When people, <laughs> when people are possessed, they like fucking... They give them these like... This exorcism, and they're telling them fallen angel the lord forgives uh. you like they're like being really positive with the demon oh, okay and it's really dumb no i cast you back to hell demon yeah, that's exactly. how it should be <laughs> you sick son of a bitch oh, man. go back to hell where you belong talking about mothers and stuff i mean that's that's it right there i don't know dude i yeah my my original thing going into this was just you know you, you look at those movies that just bombed and it's like we've seen this story so many times and after so many times it's just i I think a lot of people just didn't even have any interest that's the thing like it's not it's not just that it was bad which i'm sure they were pretty bad but but it's just like well i don't need to see another fucking hansel and gretel movie you know if hansel comes in riding on a fucking t-rex and that t-rex shoots a laser beam at the witch's house i'll watch that movie sure any day <laughs> but i don't really need to see another it just sucks brother. like i'm just sitting here like damn when's the lawsuit over we can finally bring jason back and they're yeah. like hey you want hansel and gretel what <laughs> who the fuck are you we're releasing hansel and gretel no yeah. i don't want that well it's here too bad what <laughs> the fuck kind of shit is that what if i just made clifford the big red dog a horror movie 
I would watch Actually, it. Actually, that would be awesome. <laughs> See, I have good ideas. You it. guys suck. You, Hollywood. You're fucking trash. And they do all those drugs. How can you not? How can you do drugs and then not just sit there and be like, yo, cross kicker. You know what I mean? <laughs> you remember Night of the Demons yeah. too? How can you just sit there and not think? You're supposed to be creative geniuses getting paid millions. We have better ideas and we're just sitting here. I don't think all the cocaine makes them more creative, though. I think it just fucking amps them up to do more adaptations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, now that I'm focused, how about this? How about this? We remake, right? The Grudge. Ooh. Didn't that just what come about, out in the 2000s? What about A Christmas Carol? But scary. Yeah. Even even that, I'm like, do we really fucking need another It's like Christmas they have a Carol? bunch of teenagers fucking writing their shit. Yeah. So anyway, guys, that's all I want to say about it personally, because we're running out of time here. Do you want to say anything else? No, fuck remakes, fuck adaptations. <laughs> if you're going to make them, make it some shit we haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Or just be fucking original, make your own shit. Stop fucking... Oh, here's your book. I gotta make it a movie. Because Bird Box, the movie, was ass. Oh, yeah. So stop it. I mean, that's not like a story that we've seen a bajillion times, but that was just bad. Feel like, it feels <laughs> like <laughs> it I've had. feels like it, yeah. I think, it, I think part of that is just due to like all the online discourse about it. But Yeah. But anyway, uh, obviously this is a, a bigger topic, and I'm sure that a lot of you have a lot of feelings about it. We'll continue it someday. For sure we will, because I'm sure that this won't stop, you know, in, in one way or another. Um, so I'm sure we'll come back and talk about it, of course. But you can hit us up on Facebook and Instagram at Grave Discussions or on Twitter at Grave Disc SRD. Shoot us some messages. Talk to us. We always love to do that with you guys. And then uh, you can check out GraveDiscussions.net as well for all the latest stuff. Uh, and... Yeah, that's uh, gonna do it here for episode ninety-four, fiends. And at the end of next month, we'll have episode one hundred. Mm-hmm. So tune in to see the episodes leading up to that one on Wave Discussion. <laughs> Don't reboot us. This has been an SRD production.